What the fuck was that? <laughs> that I was, was an owl. See, I was going to start out with the... How will they know? How are they going to know? Oh, is that what you're really going to start That's with? That's how I was going to start, but we're, we're good. We're already rolling now. Yeah. And uh, welcome back to Whiskey Biz Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, I still put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> the wildest ride in the wilderness. Oh, God. Your favorite uh, whiskey reviewers. And if this made no sense to you, it makes sense to us because our brains don't make sense. So, Which makes sense. Um, We have uh, Merry Christmas or Merry After Christmas. Yeah, and uh, happy belated, merry belated, happy coming New Year. <laughs> Victor's over there, like I, I feel like you both are staring at me oddly for some reason. <laughs> I, was even, I didn't even know you're waiting no, no, for no. me. No, I I just looked over at you and you were you had the face of like the fuck is going on? Merry right belated now? Christmas or merry after Christmas. <laughs> and I hope uh, New Year's Eve isn't the only thing coming when you're listening to this. Well, no, not when you're listening to this. That came what? across a little weird. Uh, you got your New Year's kiss down under? No Australian kisses, bro. We don't mm. we don't condone that behavior. Oh, yeah, you got um, Netflix or chit and chill. Oh, or, Jesus, not no Victor. <laughs> or no, no, whiskey no. biz and butthole sex. Oh no, whiskey biz and jizz. <laughs> oh, there we go. You win. You win. You won after Christmas or coming New Year's. <laughs> so um this is the special episode um and if you didn't know we we can be offensive you should know that by now yeah, he's it's, for it's he's been, not for everyone it's been over a year so yeah and if you're new to the podcast welcome we hope we didn't scare you away yet but the fun part's just starting yes because tonight we are sipping on something a little bit higher Pro- oh this or, is uh, the most expensive of, yeah. non- Patreon exclusive episode we've done. Oh, actually, actually borderline. I think, I think, I think it it's is more more expensive than. It's just a lot date. easier to find than Midwinter Night's Dream. Yeah, which came out on Patreon before this. So if you aren't a member of our Patreon, or if you aren't a subscriber on Patreon, uh, and you want to hear us talk about some fancier, harder to find bottles, uh, jump on there and you can uh, listen to all the episodes we've dropped. I think we have seven on there now. Yeah, something like that. And so yeah, yeah. Um, so this week we are doing Kentucky Owl Confiscated. Uh, so I got it at a hundred dollars, but Total Wine sells it for one twenty, and I've seen it a lot of places for one twenty. Okay. So it's it's up there. Yeah. It's not cheap. I do. So long story behind why I picked up this bottle. Back when we were first getting into TikTok, I was on someone else's live watching, and he's pretty trashed. Uh huh. And I was chatting in there and he's like, oh my God, what's up, man? And he was showing me all the bottles he had. And I'm like, oh, Kentucky Owl Confiscated Fancy. And he goes, yeah, you want me to open it? (laughs) I'm like, fuck. So without really even uh, trying to convince him, he he was just. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) And I'm like, I'll pick up a bottle if you do it. And that was like eight months ago. (laughs) Consistency. But better late than never is what. Oh, I thought the same was better me. out than in. Out than in, late than never. Unless, but isn't it better in than out? Um, in terms of, oh wait, 
in terms of butt what sex. were you talking I was gonna about say, yeah i was gonna <laughs> say butt sex or you know making sure you don't have <laughs> fucking baby Victor comes on and we get super inappropriate <laughs> lovely lovely <laughs> whiskey biz and jizz <laughs> oh, rolls God. off the tongue so nice it dude. does but you it's know, so creepy you know victor's gonna make a, a shirt, a shirt of, that? of that oh my god this could be like mr chow like <laughs> doing the motion with someone crawling out of a trunk is that is that his name, Mr. Chow? No, it's not. Is it, isn't that his name? That's in, what uh, I hangover? said. I said it. Oh, it is, Mr. Chow. Is it Mr. Chow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So back to the whiskey. We thought that was his real name on the other no, podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. So how can, racist of us. <laughs> Kentucky Owl confiscated. Um, it says confiscated in 1916. So I don't know if that's when it came out or whatnot. It's 96.4 proof. And if you need me to do the math for you, that's 48.2% alcohol by volume. It's pretty fancy. It's a cool bottle. Uh, it's very, like, it's kind of, like, classy-ish. It kind of almost looks like one of the fancier wine bottles. It, it's a Pinot Lope bottle. Oh, yeah. Same type of bottle. So, it's it's pretty fucking dark. It is pretty dark. It's dark. And now, it could be that the lighting sucks in this room right now. And uh, I have a feeling it's going to be oaky and cherry. Probably. Wow, fuck, point the light at the whiskey, not in my eyes. Jesus, Victor. It has, <laughs> the label's kind of old school. They have a cool little drawing. It's actually of what looks like a building on fire as they're bringing barrels down a river. Oh, okay. A tugboat bringing barrels you, down a you river. You said it was 1980, what? 1916. Oh, 16. Wow. Yeah. Where did I get the 80? So... It has a really cool top. It has like a wooden top with like a brass or copper yeah, topper copper. on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool topper. That, is it kind of like the burned paper effect or just real wrinkly right there? This, they didn't really uh, shape it right, I think, was the problem there. <laughs> yeah, the their, their quality control is not the best on their uh, stickers. It was it was or, that person's first day. Or, Give him a break. Or maybe Robert's been holding it too long with oh. his sweaty hands. Here you go. <laughs> so this is why it's called confiscated. In 1916, just before Prohibition, my family's entire whiskey inventory was seized by the federal government, never to be seen again. Confiscated Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is a tribute to the vanished barrels of bourbon and to opportunities lost. Okay. It's uh, in Kentucky, and it's in... L- Lacassine, Lacassine, Louisiana. What the fuck? It's distilled in Kentucky. I thought that was a city in Kentucky. Then I saw Louisiana. Bottled by Kentucky Owl LLC, Lacassine, Louisiana. By the way, he hasn't had a drink yet, guys. So, well, you fucking say that. <laughs> no, I don't want to try. I was just, yeah, don't be a dick. Okay, so let's pop this shit. We we Do you also have something else to say. Uh, yeah, we also know that it's been aged at least four years. Why is that, Devo? Because it's Kentucky straight bourbon. Boom, Victor. Did you know that? No, but you guys got really good at this. What? What do you mean? <laughs> the whole like reading and. Read, reading the, the like yes, if I I, I would have just like stumbled over my words the whole time and yeah no it was... oh, appreciate it Victor <laughs> welcome back it's great to have you on it's been again, so Victor. long it's been a while since you've been on whiskey on the whiskey biz that's enough talking guys oh fuck I need to scoot back because I know I'm gonna like smack myself in the face and the mic ooh that was a good one it was kind of hollow 
I'm a little disappointed, but uh, whatever it, it's, air flew out smelled fantastic. It, it's got a pretty deep throat there. <laughs> it smells good. I'm just a little like, here's my. Uh, I think this whole episode, I'm just going to try and get Victor to do like the little like chuckle under his breath. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Does whiskey need to aerate? Some people say yes. And some people some... say that the neck pour is the worst. I've noticed some change, but I don't think it's so much a change in the actual whiskey or like it opening up. I think it's actually a change in your palate. Yeah, your palate does tend to change. That's my theory. Um, People can mood, argue with me. And your your mood could change within, um, like, you've had this, like, we're having this tonight, and then we have it maybe a couple months down the line. Like, your taste buds have changed a little. Your mood is a little bit different, so it's going to come off. Oh, it's real cork. Where's the, the stamp? Coolest cork. It has Kentucky Owl established 1879 on it. Oh, nice. Uh, coolest cork so far. Sorry, Diva. I just cut you off. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but the nose is very nice. It's I'm going to make a prediction. This is going to be an extreme. This is going to be a very good bourbon, but not worth 120 bucks. I, That's my prediction right now. The on the nose is pleasant, but it's, I, I can see what you mean because it it's almost coming off a little flat. It it does come off a little flat, but it's, it's very, kinda oaky. very pleasant. It probably there, there is a, an oak or a decent amount of oak on there, but like I think there's a, a the sweet is like a vanilla, but it's not not enough spices coming through that I would like. So I, I'm curious to it's know peppery. what the the uh, the mash bill is. I don't get a ton of anise. More like pepper, more. Vanilla. It's definitely not a butterscotch one. No, definitely vanilla. And then the oak is. It, it's almost more like com a comforting scent of the, or complimenting, okay. com- like a complimentary banana oak. in this. Banana. And you're yeah. you're meaning like almost like a banana. I feel like a a bananas foster type yeah. of banana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's like. There's that hint. You know when you like peel a banana and you have that smell from the, the what do you call it, the peel? And it doesn't quite smell like a banana. It kind of smells like, I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't smell as good as a banana. Smell, I don't know. That not, smell, not like, a banana, like the not banana a, peel is the smell that I'm getting from it. Yeah, and that's why I guess I thought of Bananas Foster for Do they some use reason. peel in that? I don't think so, but I like, I know that they... I don't know if they, uh, I don't remember now. <laughs> it is a subtle nose. There's like little to no ethanol on the nose. And but I think f- that's why I was saying that it's flat because we're so used to like the higher proofs that like kind of attack your nose. Yeah. This is probably going to be really smooth and like a great initial bourbon, but it's too pricey to be initial bourbon. That's another prediction. Well, and off the nose, if you hand this to someone who's new to bourbon, they would probably not be like as put off by it and would be actually willing to try it out just off the nose. So um, I know you just took the sip and then Victor just took a sip as well. It's it's a huge transformation. I think you're going to be significantly surprised. I I would have never guessed that coming off of the nose because you're right. The nose was mellow. The sip is nice and spicy. 
I would say it's slightly spicier than it is sweet, but it's very well balanced. Mm-hmm. And the oak is coming in at like the very end, like very end of the finish. Yes. I feel like pepper hits you at the beginning. Pepper's hot. Then it kind of falls into like a slight banana foster sweet, and then it finishes with like slightly smoky. Yeah. Like or oaky, I should say, not smoky. Kind of the same thing, Like a a hint of, like, a hint of tobacco in terms of, like... Okay, I could see that. It's good. I don't know. I don't don't know how to read Victor's face right now. Victor's like like Stonewall Jackson right now. I I think I need a big mouthful to grasp all the flavor. That makes sense. Like, I I think just taking the sip, it's subtle. Taking a lot in the mouth, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. I do. I do. Victor. But there is kind of like, like Devo said, it's it's a little tobacco-y. It's a little sweet, and it's a little, I'm not tasting pepper. I think it's a different spice. A different spice? Yeah. Are you thinking it's um, cardamom? I I was going to say either something like that or uh uh shit allspice no not allspice cuz it is it is nutmeg like, i think the sweetness is like like almost like a red hot oh okay so like cinnamony is that what you're getting like yeah, a little I'm... bit of a cinnamony warmth cuz it it is all, like okay so off my first sip it it did come in a little hot in terms of like ethanol did come through a little bit, and then there was also the pepper that came through, um, and it warmed. It, it had a good warmth. I didn't to get it. a lot of warmth out of it. Oh well, I no, did. I... Interesting. Okay, my esophagus was warm. So, off the first sip. Now, obviously, just one sip. I think this is a bourbon that a bourbon lover would enjoy. It's more of like a the for someone that likes higher proofs. This would come in as more of like a daily sipper, but most people couldn't afford this to be a daily sipper. True. Um, but it hits kind of all the things that I like in a bourbon. Off and it's sip. a lower proof. Off the first sip? Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. The I, nose I, is I, just I do a have a feeling. Disappointing. It is. It, and that's why I, I think I, I was categorizing it as like a little bit more flat on the nose. But I think Victor's right that it is more of like a baking spice rather than because you wouldn't put necessarily pepper See where into you're getting, like, like cookies or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, I totally almost like a candy spice. Or a I baking still spice. I see like a cinnamon, maybe nutmeg, but not much. I still get pepper coming through. It's second sip was very smooth. It was also still pretty pleasant. There, there's there's a little tiny bitterness on the finish. I'm Slightly, saying that now. Yeah, it's just like it's a, it's enough to keep it interesting, but and, it's not too much where it's going to ruin the palate. Yeah, I, I remember drinking on another episode, and then just the bitter finish just ruined it for me. But I think there were a few. There's Rittenhouse Rye. That one, the the sip was good all the way to the finish. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the other one was right now. Which it was interesting that we brought... Didn't we bring Rittenhouse Rye onto the Manhattan episode? Yeah. Did and okay. got I second think place, was, I think. Was it second or was it third? I thought Sazerac got second. Oh. Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember now either, but... 
it wasn't the shit. worst. No. <laughs> bullet bullet ride was the worst in terms of man. That was surprising. I was very surprised by that. I kind of have a like I don't I lost a little bit of favor toward uh to bullet ride. Yeah. Changing a little bit. Palette. Yeah, it did. Like it's just not the same as it was. Mhm. Now that wasn't a Manhattan. It's probably fine straight, but I haven't had that in a long time. I'm I'm finding uh with bullet and bullet rye actually too is that like it almost tastes a little watery to me now. I don't know why. Yeah, well I mean we drink a lot of high proof shit. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but do I mean the second sip was very consistent with the first. It wasn't it didn't, it didn't come change in as, much. For me, since I I mean I noticed that it was a little bit hotter going down the first sip. Second sip, it didn't. It was a lot smoother. Um, well, I mean, that's general, right? Yeah, the first I, sip's I, always hotter. I understand that too. Fresh palate, but I, I do. It, it is very consistent. We will see as we let it aerate, as uh, Victor said. Um, but normally, like they, uh, the bourbon community would end up saying like letting it open up so to speak but yeah aerating is still it's just a (laughs) for those of you new to the podcast aerating whiskey doesn't do what it does for wine though or it makes as big of a difference or your faucet because you have an aerator in your faucet to control how much water is going through is that really what we got to plumber joke (laughs) i could see you as a plumber diva i i could too but i just sell the shit you just smell the shit yeah oh you should probably avoid that maybe get some like it's usually my own or something it's usually my own okay okay fair um are we going third sip or swish right now it's normally the the swish at this point did you end up taking a swish there victor or no i i uh took a big a bigger um sip than i normally did to see if i can capture a bit more of a layers in it and it it's pretty consistently even all the way through it is spicier. Yeah. It is a little bit spicier. But I see what you say. It's not as much of a peppery spice. It is more of like a baking spice. The anise came through a little bit more on that one. A little though. bit. But it kind of hides in a regular sip. And it's it with the swish, it's finishing a little bit with like a piney. Or at least for me, like a freshness. I could see that. It is kind of a refreshing sipper. I don't... I don't think I would put this with, because there is still like a hint or a little bit of like tobacco and oak, but I don't think it's strong enough for me to enjoy it with a cigar. Um, I think this would be good with a cigar. I don't think it would, like I'd, it wouldn't be my first choice. I got you. Victor? No, I think this is a, like a a warm summer afternoon kind of drink. Yeah, you're like sitting outside. It's like 75 degrees out, and you're having this on the patio. Yeah, on a Sunday. In your rocking chair and your wooden patio. Yeah, I was thinking wearing down the porch, or on the porch swing. (laughs) Yeah, that none of us have. (laughs) No, but you can make. Fuck that. (laughs) I have too much shit. I need Victor. Would you make uh, furniture or no? Um. If I had the free time and the tools, I think it'd be cool. Well, you can come over here for the tools, so there's not an excuse on that. What? It's like just the the way trends change, and did IKEA's dirt cheap? That's true. 
That's very true. And it's actually kind of nice. Like our IKEA furniture is uh, held up for a while. Yeah, I think it I think it's such low quality but it holds up. Mhm. And it's inexpensive. I I think that's the kind of stuff that's going to I don't want to say it's better for the environment, but when I have a kids table made out of like completely cardboard, mm-hmm. it's better than cutting down full trees for something that's going to end up in the trash in 5 years. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of changing. It's kind of going more to the baking spice cinnamon. It's really not that sweet. It is more on the spice side, spicy side. Okay. There's like a mild sweetness that lingers through, but it's hard to pick up on. The nose is still very nice though. It is. I have to say, I think I've been doing a nose before each sip like normal, but it's been very consistent and kind of to go with i don't know we've already talked about it being pretty consistent i yeah i would say this is like the whiskey that you go to like your parents house and that's what your dad drinks Mm -hmm. like he's not drinking the high proofs anymore he's just you know he's not trying to get fucked up he's just trying to mellow out and he has the money to afford it and he drinks this on a semi-regular basis yeah and I, w- I would probably put this one as, like, mi- I don't know if I would start the, my night out with this. It may be my second drink before I get, oh, I don't know. You like to change whiskeys. I like to kind of stay consistent. I Yeah, I like to I like to move around a little. Yeah, I see it. I, I get it. Um, I feel like this is kind of like a special occasion bourbon. And I also think this is like the scotch of bourbons, not in the way that it drinks like a scotch, but it's price point. Okay. I mean, it is definitely higher and it's smooth. A little fancier. Yeah. I mean, I, I, could, I can see that. I don't know if I would end up putting this on my shelf, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll rate it the way that I'm going to rate it, but um, in terms of price point, I think it's a little high for my my budget. Well, yeah, I mean, it's higher for most people's budget, and that's kind of why we brought it in was to see, like, I know a lot of people that have looked at this bottle, and they're like, ah, should I get it? It's a little pricey, but maybe it's really good. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do, well, would like this, and that's probably why they have it at the price point that they do, is that they are able to sell it at that. I think this is one of the more complex bourbons we've had, and that's why it's pricier. I think it's, I'm going to guess this is aged eight, between eight and 10 years. Maybe. I, I mean, think, it is pretty damn smooth. Yeah. It is a smooth sipper. I mean, I still and, don't think I'd give this to someone new to whiskey. I think I would. I have two reasons for that. I think it's still a little spicy for them. And I also think that if they don't like it, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, that was like a $20 sip. <laughs> I mean, there is that. I mean, I'm not like super stingy with my money. If it was a really good friend, I'd do it. But if it's like, you know, you have a party and someone brings someone, I'm not going to pop this open if they're like, oh, I'm new to whiskey. What should I drink? This isn't coming off the shelf. If I know you and I'm close to you, sure. Yeah, you have plenty of other bottles that they can try. And that's what gets tough is it's like there's so many other good bottles. And I start looking through like I'd probably buy Garrison Brothers Small Batch before I'd buy this. 
I'd probably buy Bardstown before I bought this. Oh, Bardstown. I, for some reason, was thinking of the baseball one. All right, I have Bardstown Fusion. Sorry. No, not Cooperstown. <laughs> Fuck. That was rough. That was. It was not enjoyable. I think that's probably the worst whiskey we've done an episode on, and it wasn't the cheapest by any means. Uh, I beg to differ. What do you think is worse? Victor was on that episode that was worse. Merco. <laughs> I think I'd, dr- I'd drink Merco over, I, over uh, Cooperstown. Cooper's? Yeah. It's just young. It's not bad. It's The other was just, there was nothing going for it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Absolutely nothing. Um... So what do you guys think? Do you want to have another sip or should we just jump into reviews? I don't know why, but this one was kind of quick. Yeah. I mean, because it's consistent. We can't really like talk about how like, okay, I'm trying to, there's, there's a sweet on there, but I don't know what it is. It's more of like, okay, this is what you're getting. Um, enjoy it type of thing. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the toughest thing about this whole lineup is this is the cheapest one in the lineup, and it's 100 to $120. Damn. Yeah. They have, I think, a 10-year rye that's like 200 They have a few other in that like 150 to $300 range too. So it's a little tough in that way. I also have a hard time paying so much for something that's not over 100 proof. Right, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's some that are barrel strength, and they come in at like 97 proof because they've been aged for 20 years. So yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, this one's a little. It was kind of a tough one for me to purchase. So if they uh, if they pulled this out, because you said eight to 10 years, right? That you think this that's was my aged? guess. Here, let me pull it up. Do you want to see what someone else says about this one? Uh, why not? We haven't done that in Sorry a while. Sorry for the yawn, man. But I, I do feel like this one, if it was like at the, uh, what is it, Russell's six here is not too bad. It's a little gritty compared to Russell's 10. Um, I think, I, I guess that's where my mind was at with uh, Rob, you saying that it it's probably been eight to, ten, eight to 10 years that it was aged. So it's almost yeah. like too smooth. It needs a little bit more grit in my opinion. But, um, and I feel like that's the same for Victor too, because- Victor is not um I don't know you're you're not animated with this one. It, you know it it's hard because I, I think there's there's several types of uh people in this world and I think this this bottle was made for a certain type of person. Um I there's so I mean let's use tequila for an example. A high shelf tequila is smooth. And this is a top shelf bourbon that is smooth uh-huh. which makes i mean somebody might be looking for something that is exactly like this and this is how much it costs to make something like this mm-hmm. and i think that's why i say it's like an older it's like your dad's whiskey it's not something we likely wouldn't spend this amount of money on something that's not like a special release or something that's hard hard to find because this was as easy to find as anything else yeah so like you you make half a million dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. And you're single, and you go out on a date, and, and you bring her back. Um, both dress very formally to your penthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a panty dropper. Is that what you're getting at? No, but <laughs> you know you 
you you bring her home and you ask her if she wants something to drink and she asks you what you're having and then you say, oh, I'll probably have a bourbon. And she goes, I have one too. Yeah, this one comes out. This one comes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could definitely do that. Although with Ariana, it, it's that's the case for... But I mean, th- this is this is not your seasoned <laughs> okay, wife yeah. who's a bourbon drinker. <laughs> like this true. is like this is like second date. I don't really know if you like bourbon or not. Uh huh. It's a testing of waters type of deal. I want to, I want to give you something that you're going to continue to drink and not have an issue with the rest of the night. And most people wouldn't have. Correct. Just because of the price point. Okay. Here's my thought. This is what Harvey Specter has in his uh, his. What the fuck are those things called? Har- Decanter. Harvey Specter? From Suits. Oh, I, okay. I have yeah. He's like, this is what he has in there as that, that like, kind of fancy-ish type whiskey, but it's not like he'll share it with anybody. Okay, right. You're, 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 you're working a late night. <clears throat> you and your coworkers are just want to have a drink to keep the midnight oil running. Yeah, I can see this come out. In a very executive style. This would be a whiskey that a whiskey lover would enjoy, or someone that drinks whiskey would enjoy. It's getting spicier to me for some reason. It, I feel like this is very spice heavy compared to a lot of other whiskeys. Yeah, in terms of, because we're talking about how smooth it is and everything, like the the spice is like mellowing out. I feel mm-hmm. like it mellows out pretty quick for the spice itself. Yeah. So it's kind of, I would say it's a medium finish. It's not long. It kind of lingers, but not much lingers. Like it's very mellow to where I'd say it's a medium finish. Yeah. Uh, what's what's that you got on there? Breaking bourbon? Yeah. So this is the company Stoli Group. Stoli? The like Stoli vodka, I guess. Oh, okay. As for some reason, I think that's what it is. I don't know. Okay, so distillery, so it's dis, it's sourced from undisclosed distilleries in Kentucky. Hence the uh, confiscated. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a good point, though. Um, it first came out in April 2019, proofs 96.4. The age is not not known. Oh, okay. Mashville is undisclosed, and the color's copper. <laughs> All right. That's fucked up. Don't like that. Well, I mean, it, it's got to be hidden, right? Because it, it's the secret mash bill and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So this is actually pretty consistent with us. Not completely. But the nose is hints of, hints of aged oak mingled with light caramel and leather. Delicate and understated. It's interesting and signals toward the whiskey being aged longer than I would have expected. But the aging is <clears throat> not disclosed so yes but it kind of comes across that way because usually whiskeys aged longer have lighter noses yeah okay palate a nicely rounded mouthfeel delivers graham crackers tobacco great job guys and seasoned oak the flavors are delicate here as they were with in the nose leaning away with sweeter flavors toward the savory side of the scale yeah i guess yeah i can see that I feel like it was a little like they didn't really talk about any spice. And we were picking up a lot of spice. I think it's a little spicier than what they're saying, but that's fine. Okay, finish. Here you go, Victor. Slightly bitter. 
It is bitter. The finish turns toward a dry, leathery note at first. Cinnamon <sighs> spice picks up later, bringing a satisfying pipe of pipe, satisfying pop of spice. Aged oak caps it off. It's a long, complex, and surprisingly enjoyable finish. It, it's funny because I've heard Devo talk about leather on other episodes, <clears throat> and I had no idea what leather tastes like, and now I think I understand what leather tastes like. I haven't picked up leather in a while, though. <laughs> Do you pick up leather in this? Uh, I pick up more of the tobacco than yeah. than leather. I could see that. And it's interesting because it does make your tongue tingle a little bit, but it's not like peppery tingle. It could be a tobacco tingle. Mm-hmm. You know how like throwing in a lip or something like that like kind of makes your tongue tingle a little bit? Yeah. It does kind of uh, come across that way. So so if if I were to describe like a leathery finish or a leathery feel is that it dries out a little bit like eating ass <laughs> Shit. where the fuck that come from <laughs> left field <laughs> i mean technically you're you're licking a hide yes <laughs> <laughs> that does work and Leather as long as it's a hide as long as there's no hairs there ah well, listen to our uh, midnight, uh, midwinter night's dram uh, episode where we talk about uh, this very similar topic as to why they're anal hairs or ass hairs, crack hairs. I don't know what the fuck you call them, but yeah, check that out. Um, but you do have to pay, be a patron. Yeah. And we appreciate the support. <laughs> and tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell your friends. Give us five star rating. Um, but yeah. And if you guys do want to subscribe, support us. Oh, um, the Patreon's a great way. Also, if you want to buy some merch, you can check out our website. Uh, Patreon, we do have special merch that's available to patrons that isn't available to everybody else. Um, and then also leave reviews, let your friends know, mm-hmm. like us, reach out to us on Instagram and uh, TikTok. Yeah. And our Twitter page that Chris is handling that does absolutely dick. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, Chris. But yeah, you, you kind of blew up the Twitter page. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of what I had. Um do you, you want to start the review? I was gonna say, do you want me to start? Oh, um, oh, oh yeah, I'll read this afterward because it's kind of an interesting point. Okay. Uh so for a personal rating, I would end up giving this a four point two five. Um, it, it, I don't know if it's that I, I wish the finish was a little bit longer, um, that the, maybe the bitterness is coming through too much and I'm kind of like, eh, okay, type of thing. But I, I, I do like how smooth it is. Um, I do like the initial, at least for me, I got an initial burn. Um, so yeah, I I would give this as a personal rating of a 4.25, when we go value rating, I would give it. Um, I'm I'm gonna bump it to a three point seven five. Um, I don't think it's worth as much as it it's up there, so I I would probably not pay more than. I'm I'm gonna bump it down pretty far actually seventy. Okay, Vic, what you got? I'll give it a four across the board. I th- I, it's it's not my style of bourbon. I okay. I like a little bite. I I like a little pain. Um, at the, the I tried to make a joke and it wasn't coming out. And <laughs> were you constipated? A little bit. 
Um, in terms of value, I I think I think to get something this smooth, it's going to cost this much. I I don't know. I think we found some other pretty smooth ones at like a sixty seventy dollar price point. I mean, even look at like Woodford Reserve Double Oaks. That's pretty smooth, and you're looking at forty to fifty bucks. Yeah, you got Knob Creek, uh, twice barrel rye. It's a rye. Can't compare rye to a bourbon. Okay, whatever. I know you just wanted to bring in your knob. Absolutely. It's not an episode if we don't talk about Diva's knob. But you haven't actually talked about your knob in a while. It's been a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So, Victor, what would you pay up to? I, I, gosh, I, I think it's worth a hundred bucks. Okay. Is it one that you're not going to be sipping on, obviously, every day, or? No, I, I think this is like kind of fits the, like like you said, it's, it's kind of this high end kind of thing that, you know, may, maybe if I had my boss over, I'd open this. That makes sense, kind of because it it is a little, but it is a little classier. Um, but yeah, I it guess has a that. certain prestige. <clears throat> yeah, it's a classy bottle. Uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. I think it is a little less known among people newer to bourbon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four point two five as a rating. I think it's good. It's enjoyable as a value rating. I'm gonna give it a, like a three. Oh, I'm gonna drop it way down because I don't I don't think down. it's worth. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm glad I bought it because it's it's a good sipper. I probably won't touch this unless I'm having it like with my parents or someone like special comes over and I'm like, Hey, you want to try something a little pricier and see what you think? And kind of, I would possibly use it as an example as to how you can find bourbons that are half the price that are still good. So since you, you brought up like a higher price bottle, Blanton's versus this then. Ooh, I think... Because we, we did a blind tasting. Blanton's is pretty smooth. I think Blanton's is a little smoother than this, but also a little less flavor. I think this, and I think if I remember right, Blanton's is a little on the sweeter side. Yeah, it was a little um, more butterscotchy. I would pick this over Blanton's. Okay. It's easier to find and potentially less because Blanton's has that huge sec- Second secondary market. pricing. Yeah. So I would say if this was available at like 60 bucks, it'd be a, I would be on my shelf all the time. Okay. I think 80 to a hundred bucks. It's like an interesting purchase. It's a cross your fingers. Hope to No, Well, no, (laughs) I mean, hopefully the reason that we're doing this is to help you make the decision or not you, but like the listener to make the decision, like, should I buy it? I would say if you want something, Kind of unique because I haven't really had many whiskeys that taste like this. I don't really have a good comparison to this. Okay. Um, I think it is smooth. It's it's kind of weird because usually smooth isn't spicy. Usually spicy is a little hotter and kind of burns a little more. Yeah. Usually the, the smoother whiskeys are on the sweeter sweeter side. Um, but I think it's an interesting purchase. It could be... If you don't, if you want a smoother whiskey, to Victor's point, it's like kind of like buying an eighteen-year Scotch. There's less flavor, but it's extremely smooth. Yeah, and 
Okay, I get that. So I think that kind of is where this whiskey is. I'm going to stick firm to like this is aged between 8 and 10 years for two reasons, the color and how mellow the nose is. I would agree with you on that. Um, it might even be like 10 to 12 years. I have a feeling, though, they blended different ages together. So there's like an 8-year bourbon, there's like a 12-year bourbon, and I think there was probably like a 15 to 17-year bourbon to make this. Which I guess that does tie into the price point then. Yeah, I think that's why it's expensive. Um, I do, uh, Breaking Bourbon brings this up, that it kind of bothers them that they don't disclose the mash bill and they don't say where it came from. Uh huh. And they don't tell the aging, which that's kind of annoying, especially when you're paying this much money. Yeah, it should be on the bottle. I mean, for a $40 bottle, yeah, you don't have to tell me all that stuff. If it's good, it's good. But for 125 bucks, they really should disclose that. It would also be nice to know like a batch number or shit like that. Yeah, not necessarily barrel number or, yeah. or what have you or Rick House exactly. uh, section or anything like that. But, I mean, since we don't know where it was bottled, we don't know where it was distilled, it's hard to have the uh, Rick House number or anything else on the bottle itself. So uh, I think you're right. I think they did blend a few different uh, ages together, and that's why they can't disclose the age. Well, you still could, right? If you have like a... I a, guess you could if you have like a 60, 15 years. Well, you'd, if you evenly... like So if you take the same number of barrels... Obviously, the longer it's aged, the less whiskey. But you could come up with like a pretty general idea. You just prorate how much. Is yeah, it? exactly. So I, I mean, it could be that, but they should disclose that. Yeah, I, I think more and more uh, distilleries should, in general. I think most Kentucky distilleries do. It's non-Kentucky distilleries that don't, and that because they're MGP. I don't know, Victor. Stop fucking with the top. That's the coolest part. <laughs> Don't take this off like you did on my twice barrel dry. It's still on the back here. Yeah, I know. You took the sticker thing off. Put it on your fucking iPhone cover. I was wondering what that was on the, the back of My that. wife says it looks cool. So if she said that it would look cool for you yeah, jumping just because off you of a, a, a three-story building, would you do it? For my wife, it would. <laughs> Bullshit. That's love. <laughs> as just, long as it's like uh, water at the end or uh, one of those... Catch, what, what are those? I don't know. Like a beanbag? What? You just went know, from airbag. water to beanbag? The giant inflatable. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Because he's jumping off it. of a three-story building. Oh, gotcha. Like the thing that the cops bring out or the firefighters do. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the other guys when Will Ferrell goes, He's talking to the guy and trying to tell him not to jump, but he's like, just fucking do it. Just jump. <laughs> and then the guy jumps and he goes, oh my God, he's flying. <laughs> that line kills me every time. I don't know why. You have to watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It's definitely worth a watch. For some reason with you saying that, it reminded me of Mr. Deeds, oh. the Adam Sandler uh, movie where he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm a I'm a volunteer firefighter. <laughs> and he climbs up, he scales the building like Spider-Man. <laughs> And we're going to jump, okay? Woo! Yeah, my initial decision or thought on this is valid. It's it's good. It's just not worth the price point. Yeah. I think if you're 
pressed to find something that you want to get like maybe this is like a nice gift for your father-in-law if you like him i I think this bottle just like the the person that you were on the live with or you were joining in on his live it's a bottle for the shelf just to kind of like say like oh yeah i have a 120 dollar bottle or a hundred dollar bottle yeah because there really aren't that many like high-priced whiskey bottles there really aren't no like most whiskeys are under 80 bucks 80 90 bucks yeah especially the ones that you're gonna see in the liquor stores well even like some of the high-end ones like i mean the most well-known is pappy almost all their bottles retail for under 100 bucks i think there might be one that's 120 yeah but i'm just saying like because you're comparing a, I mean, you can't compare a hundred and twenty dollar bottle to a hundred and twenty dollar, like secondary market bottle. Like going from a Corvette to a Honda Civic. Yeah, but you had to pay the like. No, it's like comparing a COVID times Corvette to a post-COVID times Corvette. One person paid eighty k for it. One person paid sixty k for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. For like the markup. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're the same car, just someone paid more for it. Doesn't mean that it's better. It's not really. It's yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cars, um, do you guys remember when gas prices were like a buck twenty five? Yeah, in high school. Remember with ninety nine cents. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I remember being able to fill up my Bronco for forty bucks, and it was thirty two gallon tank. Damn. Now I'd be at like. 155 bucks, yeah, 160 gonna, bucks. I was going to say I paid 42 for my last fill up and it's I have an economic car. Economic? Economical? Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I didn't know what an economic car was. Like does it drive up supply? Um can. Does it drive down demand? No. Oh. Does it flatten the supply curve? can it can mine's not a hybrid but if it was i'm really confused where you went with that i i I wasn't sure where i was going with it i'm yours isn't a hybrid but if it was it would change what well you said flatten out the supply and demand curve yeah how would that change anything because it's not needing as much gas no you're talking about supply and demand of cars I thought we were talking about gas because I brought up gas prices. Yeah. So, yeah, if it if it was hybrid, the the demand wouldn't be as high. No, when you flatten the supply curve, it means that changes in supply don't really change the price much, or the changes in demand don't change the price. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I probably should have been more clear. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, Devo. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. But I just didn't know I, what an economic car was. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like drag car. Drag so straight fun line. to watch though. I just can't believe that they're still in business right now. Yeah, Victor's a huge Formula One fan. Um, by the way, when you told me like, oh, the Red Bull team won, <laughs> and I was acting like I fucking cared, I didn't. But it was a great race. Yeah, I I love that. For I, you, I'm pretty sure Rob looked up whatever racer, and he just said like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm surprised at this guy and <laughs> his placing," and and you kind of went along with it, Victor. <laughs> I don't even think I I think I did car number. 
Oh, did you? you no, you said Daniel Ricardo. You say, oh, he's doing... A... And I, I looked at it, and I'm like, hey, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> I just, I did just pick a name. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he had a decent race. Oh, I think I pulled it up on, like, the ESPN app. <laughs> yeah. And Formula One is the one that it's more, like, windy track, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like a, open, uh, open fender. It's more like IndyCar looking, right? Yeah, IndyCar, they'll do the, they'll drive the oval sometimes. Okay. Um, Formula One won't drive the oval, but IndyCar does drive the, will drive a street track too. Did you guys ever see the movie, was it Driven with Sylvester Stallone or was it Driver? I think it was Driven. Uh, Drive is Ryan Gosling. It's, it's not a, Drive. That's a good movie. It's a, it's a good movie. Does it have anything, does Drive have anything to do with IndyCars, Diva? Uh, no, but I was just thinking of, since you said Driven, I was like, okay. Come on, Devo. I can only think of Drive. I've never seen Driven. I've been Driven before. Yeah, it's Driven. Driven. In 2001, Sylvester Stallone, Kip Pardue, Estella Warren, Burt Reynolds, Till Schweiger. Burt Reynolds. Would you guys want his uh, mustache? With the, De- with the DeLorean? What? Driven? No, it's an indie car movie. Oh, shit. What the hell? There's another Driven? The, Is that in 2001, Victor? It was Lee Lee Pace. Was that in Judy 2001, Greer. Victor? It it does look like an 80s movie. That was a 2018. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, this movie is 2001 again, Victor, just just in case you forgot <laughs> from when I said it like a minute ago. What year did, did, did that movie come out? <laughs> the year after Y2K. Oh, it looks like a horror movie. Nope, that's the wrong one still. That's not from 2001 either. Holy shit, how are you finding all of these? Well, I, I know how you're finding it. It's Google. but He's on um, fucking Pornhub. <laughs> it's free. Pornhub's free. Change the world. Yeah, except for the viruses they'll give you. Uh, Is that like a double meaning there? Uh, I, I guess know. not because you're, you're you... by yourself. Yeah. How are you going to get a virus? And your wiener. Um, depends. You're not washing your hands. That or after de- not- depending on what you're putting it in to Yeah, after fingering an unclean woman and then masturbating. It sounds like you had experience with this. No, I was thinking bad Santa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh god. That is one of the lines. <laughs> but Driven's a cool movie. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. I thought of anyone, Victor, you would have seen it. No, he he was watching uh, Ford versus Ferrari. It's on Prime. Watch it. The Ford versus Ferrari oh, no, is like top five movie for me. It's a great, such a great movie. movie. Good, yeah, really good movie. I'm not a big IndyCar fan. It's like a different, different, it's uh, very different. Is it the speed that's different, or is it the technique? Or uh, sorry, like I I guess I it, think IndyCars take a pretty wide and short turn, right? To yeah. get into their turns, but does Formula One take a tighter turn? Uh, they can. You know, they'll they'll have you know, every track's different, but in in with IndyCar as well. But I think it, they're virtually like you know apples and oranges. It's it's like the same. They're both fruit, but they're very different. And the people who are from either world hate each other. Um, but Formula One carries like this prestige to it, and there's like drama outside, and like 
I don't know. You should, if you haven't watched the Netflix um, series, you, you should check it out. And that's called Formula One, right? I think so. Oh, I thought that was the first baby formula ever made. That's good, dude. I think he was sitting on that one for a little bit, He's though. He's like, damn it, damn it. No, I actually just thought of that one. Oh. Devo, I don't sit on jokes. Usually things just pop in my head. And you just say it? Yep. And that's why we're offensive. And that's why I also get in trouble. <laughs> but, you know, you can't be funny if you aren't willing to make some bad jokes from time to time. Yeah, I tell my wife that all the time because she's like, you're not. That that wasn't funny. I was like, hey, you missed 90% of the shots. No, 100% of the shots you don't take. So Actually, I mean, if you guys are listening to this, the first person that responds and tells me their thoughts on whether or not Devo's funny, I'll send you a hat. I want to know. I want to know. We we need a poll. Wait, wait, wait. Whether or not? So it doesn't matter whether they say yes or no. They still get a hat. Yeah, I just want to know. Uh, interesting. Okay. I just want to know. We need, How we need, will they know? Well, uh, hopefully they know. Hopefully they've listened to a few episodes. They're not going to know. Okay, Devo. That was played out. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. God created the heavens and the earth. Damn it. I was going to go at something. <laughs> yep. Devo, you got to get a little quicker. You get married and I, you put I a was, ring on I the was... finger and it's like it restricts your blood flow or something and your brain doesn't get enough oxygen and blood back to it to would... like come up with quick comebacks. I was giving a dramatic pause. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, let, letting the, the whiskey breathe, so to speak. Was it breathing? It was aerating. Could you hear it breathing? Yes. Uh, Diva, they're psychologists for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Native Americans would agree with that one. How? Hi to you as well. That was good. I think it's uh, two points, Robert, today. One point, Diva. On uh, hey, at least I jobs. got a point. Sweet. Yeah, that was. A, that was a good, <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. But you need to tell your wife, Diva. Tell my wife what that you know. Who, who, if you can't tell, if you had to tell anybody bad jokes, it's going to be her. No, she understands it. That's part of marriage. Dude. She does, she does understand that. You know how you start telling really good jokes? No. You tell a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Makes sense. It's, it's all a learning process, right? Unless you're me, then they're all good. <laughs> so, if anyone would like to chop Rob down a size, please do. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we'll have a battle, we'll have a live battle. If you don't have a thousand followers on TikTok, then uh, you probably shouldn't chime in. I'm just yeah, kidding. we we've tried to <laughs> to do lives. We can't. Where we can't live. inviting guests. We can't that live. Aren't. Yeah, we can't battle. It's okay. I mean, we. It's fine. I'm happy to like. I know my girlfriend doesn't think I'm funny, but it doesn't keep me from making jokes. True, you're just pissed off at her that she wasn't finding it funny. I'm just as sharp as I was five years ago. Is it okay to laugh at your own joke? Absolutely. <laughs> what if nobody else is laughing? It doesn't fucking matter. You know what? If you have me, the, the most infectious laugh, then people will laugh. No, they'll be like, why the fuck's this guy laughing? But And then you say, why so serious? See, those are the kind of jokes that like Ariana's like, that just wasn't funny. That's It's more of a reference rather than no, a joke. No, I got, I got that. But most of jokes are references can be yeah but why why did you why why batman because he's always he has the Wait, maniacal laugh if anything and that's if you're more looking at someone that, because heath ledger's dead shit no it, it's more 
Okay, I guess mine was a little bit more in depth in terms of like, was it like how dark was humor? Is that where it. you're going with it? Can be. It was no. It was actually but, dead humor. But you were, you were talking about like if you're if you're laughing and then people are just looking at you as if you're crazy. So then, yeah, I went Joker. No, I wasn't saying you're crazy, but they like don't understand your humor. Do you understand Joker's humor? No, but he's also not real and he's also dead. He's coming back. Heath Ledger? No, he, he, see the Antichrist. The Joker in general is coming back. He's already been back in Suicide Squad. We well, also had a movie, The Joker. Yeah, yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. You know who would make the best Joker? Is the Room. <laughs> Tommy Wazoo. <laughs> Tommy Wazoo. <laughs> he would make the best Joker. Because he would be serious. Yeah, he would. But, Victor, any closing statements? Whiskey bizinges. Diva, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? Thank you for listening, and as always, keep it neat, friends. Woo!